Welcome to Get In, We're Going Healing. My name is Tova, and I am here to share my knowledge with you of what I have learned and maybe help you along the way. Today, I would like to talk about a really awesome topic. Um, I want to talk about ancestral love. What's ancestral love, you ask? Well, ancestral love is our connection to our ancestors and how we can honor them and invite them to share with us in our life and guide us along our path. So a great example of this is an ancestral altar. If, we ever, if you've ever watched the movie Coco, Disney's Coco, you'll see what they have is what they call an ofrenda. And on their ofrenda, they put images of their relatives that have passed on. And they also put things that belong to their ancestors or things that their ancestors liked. You can also put things like food that your ancestors liked. That ties into Dios de la Muertes, which is the Day of the Dead celebration, where you would put out a meal for your ancestors, their favorite foods, and they would come and visit you in your home and energetically, uh, not truly, but energetically, take the nutrients of the food that you have offered to them and taking it into themselves and also feeling love and connection with their family that has been left behind. So we can do that. That's also done in uh, the more pagan and Wiccan practices of having a Samhain ancestral altar. Now, this does not tie into any specific religion. It does not need to, and it does not belong to one culture or another. We are not taking elements of Dios de la Muertes and making it a non-Mexican thing. We're just taking the idea of honoring our ancestors and having a place where we can see their images and put their favorite things and speak to them and connect with them, especially as we move into our, our Halloween season, our Samhain season, which is known to be the time when the veil between our world and the other world is the thinnest. So we can communicate as best in those times with our ancestors. So an altar is a great way to do that. We can connect with our ancestors through meditation. And there are some wonderful, wonderful ancestral meditations out there on YouTube and out there in the general internets in general. There are some excellent ones. Uh, I hope to be making one soon for, uh, for my listeners. So keep an eye out for that. So you can talk to your ancestors that way. You can use things like Ouija boards. No, they are not satanic. For those of us who grew up in the 90s and everybody thought, ooh, Ouija boards are so bad. Ooh. I have one. And it was one of the first ways I started connecting with the spirit world, including connecting with my ancestors. Another method that you can use to connect with your ancestors are tarot cards, either through using them on your own or through finding readers on YouTube and watching those readers. Or even if you have tarot readers in your community, maybe support local and go to a local psychic who reads tarot cards. See if you can connect with your ancestors that way. That's a great way too. You can do lots of ways to connect with your ancestors. One of my favorite ways is through getting quiet and getting very silent inside and then just generally asking, what is it you want me to know? 
and just letting them kind of hear what words I might hear phrases, maybe a song will pop into my head. And then the answer to what they want to share with me is in the lyrics of the song, or maybe even the title of the song. For a long time, they were sending me um, Know Your Worth by um, Khaled. And they were trying to show me that I did not have very good self-worth and that that song kept coming up for me a lot in Know Your Worth because I did not know my worth and I was developing self-worth. And that was their push for me to develop self-worth, self-worth, excuse me. Let's take a sip of my tea for a moment. Delicious. Uh, today I am drinking uh, Buddha teas in my as above, so below mug that I adore. I've recently acquired and like so much. Um, and I am drinking tea for sacral chakra because I am still working on my self-worth. One of the other ways that I have found in connecting with my ancestors is through signs and signs, <laughs> signs in the world. So there are many ways to get signs from your spiritual team, from your ancestors, from your guides. Usually your ancestors are part of your guiding team. So one of the many ways we can connect with our guides out in the world is things like song lyrics, things like um, just something that out of the ordinary happens and you start noticing. So you might say to your ancestors, ancestors, if you are with me, show me a sign. I just heard a tick outside my door right in that moment. You might hear a bell. You might hear a car, a car honk. You might hear a song lyric. You might hear, all of a sudden, you might hear a train horn. You might hear um, a cat meow. You might hear in that moment, in just that exact moment, your ice maker might decide to make ice. Yes, these are all random innocuous things that happen within our general lifetime, but it's about the timing. It's when you ask your ancestors to show that they are there and they give you a sign. It is not always a gigantic neon sign, though sometimes it is. But in general, your ancestors are here and they are guiding you. And you just have to look for signs. Numbers are signs. If you start seeing synchronistic numbers, repeating numbers like 222, 1111, 111, 1010, zeros and ones, you start seeing 333, 444, obviously all of those ones, um, 2121, 1234, 1232. Sometimes it's 12321 going up and down. These are all signs from our guides. When you start noticing them regularly, just so happens you look at a clock and in that exact moment you look at a clock, it's 11:11. You just so happen to be walking down the street, you look up at a billboard that has a clock and you just happen to notice on the clock is 2:22. Just these random happenstance, not staring at a clock waiting for it to hit 3:33. So you can say, "Hi, oh, I saw it at 3:33." It's more that you just noticed when you looked up in that moment, there was a repeating symbol or a repeating number or a number that might mean something to you. I just saw one, two, three, four. Um, so 
that might be something that's ways that they're connecting with you. Things like feathers that you randomly on your walk when you're outside happen to find a feather. What do you think a feather could be? That could be your loved ones in angel form, leaving behind a feather. Ancestors speak to us through many, many, many different mediums. One of the reasons that they might speak to us is to encourage us. Sometimes they're encouraging us to keep going where we're going. Sometimes they are helping us work through something that they, they did not finish, which seems like a good segue into karmic patterns. So karmic patterns are patterns that our ancestors carried and could not complete during their lifetime. Excuse me. So karmic patterns are, let's say, um, let's say your grandmother struggled with self-worth. And because she struggled with self-worth, she did not speak well about herself. She did not stand up for herself. She expected others to give her her value. They would determine what her value is and what her worth is. And she allowed other people to determine that for her and not having it for herself. So with not having it for herself, she would then not be able to teach her daughter or son self-worth because she did not know how to have it for herself and therefore could not teach it to her children who then grow up lacking self-worth, especially if as a mother, that woman, that daughter who had lacked self-worth, she also would have, through lacking self-worth, would have been doing for others, people pleasing, requiring others to give her that validation because she didn't have it for herself, which means that validation was in short supply, probably highly a critically such critical situation, very critical, very a lot of criticism, which does lead to low self-worth. So now she's going to translate that into her raising of her children because you know what you do, what you know. So she would have also been highly critical, not have put a lot of effort into self-worth for her children because she did not have it for herself, continued to maybe fall into a place of people-pleasing, whether it be people-pleasing with her children or people-pleasing with a partner or people-pleasing with a boss because they are the ones giving self-worth. She's giving that example to her children who now, <laughs> excuse me, have their own children, which let's say would be our parents who lacked self-worth, who lacked self-value. And now, because it's just like their parent, because they could not do it for themselves, could not teach it to you because they did not have the tools to teach you that and probably perpetuated the same circumstances that they experienced that caused them to have that low self-worth to begin with, thus repeating it with you. Do we see the ancestral pattern? It just, it goes downhill. If nobody stops it, it continues the trajectory that everyone continues doing because that's the way it's been done. That's the expectation. That's the way it's been done. So part of the reason we do ancestral work is in our role as generational curse breakers. 
Yes, I said it, generational curse breakers. Because these are things that now that your ancestors are no longer living here on this realm, they could not do that for themselves. And they are hoping that someone will break the chain. Someone will break the cycle. They recognize that they could not break the cycle. They did not. They perpetuated the cycle. They recognize that they did that to your parent. They perpetuated the cycle and your parent perpetuated the cycle. Now you're the next ancestor in line. Are you going to perpetuate the cycle or are you going to break the cycle and do something different? Part of connecting with our ancestors is beginning to understand what cycles we are being presented with to change what cycles we can change when we begin to see the self-worth cycle. We see that it's now our turn to choose. Are we going to continue the cycle or are we going to break the cycle? When we see parenting that involves force to get a child to obey rather than treating that child as an individual human being, are we going to continue the cycle of forcing our child to obey using force, either through aggression, through, there's many different forms, but forcing someone to do something that they don't want to do. Are we going to perpetuate that cycle as was done to us? Or are we going to do something different? Are we going to make a different choice? Are we going to continue choosing letting a partner treat us poorly so that we can get those breadcrumbs of love, those little bits, just to feel little increments of love. And then pass, are we going to pass that down to our children? Or are we going to change the pattern? Ancestral connection is about learning what our ancestors have been through and learning from their mistakes. So we, in this lifetime, don't repeat the mistakes that they made and give it to another generation to solve. Again, we were given that choice. We're being given the opportunity to heal what our ancestors could not. Are we going to choose to do so? Or are we going to pass that responsibility down one more generation and make it our children's problem to see if can they break the cycle? Are you going to do it or are they going to do it? Your ancestors are hoping it would be you. They're, they're banking on it. They're hoping that, that you are the ancestor. You are the lineage who will do something and stop the cycle. So when we connect with our ancestors and we show them love, we don't just focus on the negative things, the negative things that they have passed down to us. We focus on the appreciation that they are rooting for us. And here's the thing, because they're rooting for you, they're actually out there helping you clear the way. They want to see these things change and they acknowledge they were not strong enough to do it. And they're hoping you will be the one who is strong enough to do it. So because they want you to succeed, they will help you. They will guide you. They will show you where to go and what to do. But what they ask of you is to be open to hearing it and you must ask them.
they once they move on, if they were pushy in life, they are no longer pushy in the afterlife. In the afterlife, they're guiding you, but you have to ask them for their guidance. They won't just throw it at you. You have to ask them to show you, to guide you, to help you, and then be open to how they're going to guide you and help you look for those signs and symbols and synchronicities, those numbers, those feathers, those words, those phrases. Maybe you smell somebody's perfume. Maybe you hear a little bit of someone's favorite song. That's your ancestor around you, giving you knowledge that that is who is around you. They are guiding you and they are showing you the way. You are the one they chose for help. You are the one that they are asking to break the line. Are you going to heed their call? I hope so. I'm doing that. I hope you will too. So just in this moment, before we end, I want to pull one beautiful love card from your ancestors to see what they might say to you right now. If they were here with you now, if they could talk to you right now and speak to you in this exact moment, what loving thing would they say to you? Let's take a quick card poll and find out for our ancestral love. What would our ancestors say to us right now in this moment? If they could see us, what kind of love would they want to show? I see myself healthy and whole and living in a society where it is safe for me to be who I am and to love others. I am in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Yeah. So you might be called to be a generational chain breaker because they're asking you to come into a space where you can be yourself. You're contributing. If you are changing the cycles, you are contributing to a world where it is safe to be yourself, where it is safe to be who you are and not the person that you need to be to survive, not the person you need to be to hide so that you can be safe. You are becoming the person you are meant to be, as is everyone else. And that's something your ancestors could not be. I guarantee you they had to hide parts of themselves to feel safe. You are being asked to see yourself as healthy and whole living in a place where it is safe to be yourself and to love others and to love yourself. One, one, one for anyone who's keeping track. So all you humans, I hope that this message reached those who it was meant to reach. This is the love your ancestors want for you. They love you. They love you so much. They love you. And if you don't break these cycles, they still love you. Their love for you is not less. So one of the ways you can honor them is to talk to them, ask for their help, talk to them and connect with them. In our next video, we will talk about setting up ancestral altars. 
another way to honor your ancestors. I will show you how I set up mine and walk you through the process and let you set up your own ancestral altar to guide you and to connect you with your beautiful loved ones far removed. Even the close ones may be way, 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 way far back, but your loved ones who love you and want you to know how much they love you. So until next time, fellow human, love and light. Keep dropping that stuff that no longer serves you and keep reaching for the light. I love you.